Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast Show. I'm really excited to have with me Marcy Phelps, my friend and book coach. Hello, Marcy. Hello, Heidi. Yes, Marcy has written a book, and she is also a book coach, also a preacher, and she has a lot of things to release. She is a very faithful woman, really, really knows the Word of God, and I'm excited to have her on to actually talk about fear and talk about anxiety. Last week, we had on an awesome guest who talked about the spirit of criticism and how we can have these lies about ourselves. and I really feel that right now, this is what we're needing. And so normally, again, I do these videos Monday episodes as teaching episodes, but I really feel like this is what the listeners are needing right now and what you are needing, what we are needing is to really learn how to get out of fear. So why don't you just introduce yourself, Marcy, share where you used to be. I know that's hard to kind of drum up and remember that, but why you even needed to get set free. Oh, okay. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for that introduction. I got born again later in life. I was 39 years old. And at the age of 40, I became pregnant for my first child. Wow. And so just getting born again, you know, previous to that, I lived like the world. I was overly confident in myself. <laughs> I was always striving. I was always on top, always thought of sales goals, financial mm. goals, that was where it was at. Yep. And um, when I became born again, uh, for a while, not too much changed because my mind wasn't renewed. Hmm. And I had a spirit of fear, actually, that yep. manifested in driving. And it, it just happened in one afternoon, just like that. I, I used to be the person flying on the highway. This is before I was born again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going back more than 30 years. Um, you know, very confident driver, never had any fear of driving, could go long distances. And then all of a sudden, while driving, I had a major panic attack. Huh. And the spirit of fear came into me. Very long story. But that went on for a number of years with driving and I would take alternative routes and it just mushroomed. And I wasn't born again during this time. Whether you're born again or not, biblical principles, kingdom principles still really are applicable because when you take action, like taking alternative routes, because I was fearful of driving, say, over this bridge or whatever, yep. I put action to my thoughts, to my mm -hmm. fear. And when you do that, you just really open the door wide open for the devil and say, come on in. <laughs> So how did you know that it was a spirit of fear? Because I think a lot of people listening would just be like, well, you're just afraid of driving over bridges, so you just avoid bridges. I think there's a lot of people, they just have certain things that they just know. I'm just like that. I just know that I get frustrated with my kids and my husband takes over. My husband does the bedtime routine or I don't ever do this or I just am one who I always have drink a bottle of wine on Friday night or there's certain things that people just say, it's just who I am. 
how did you know that it was a spirit versus this just who I am and I just can't go on bridges? Well, at the time I didn't know because I knew nothing. I wasn't born again. So you were operating like that. I just can't go on bridges. You were thinking like that. Yeah, I was afraid and I would speak out that I was afraid Got it. to drive That's... on the bridge. The difference is, I know the difference because, well, years later when I had some deliverance ministry and received mm-hmm. deliverance in one afternoon from that spirit and received some insight from the deliverance ministers I was was meeting with and from the yep. Lord, I realized that, yes, that was a spirit. That is different from being fearful, say, about finances or healing. You know, two of the things that main things I, I'm in prayer ministry, people are get afraid about healing, about their health yeah, and about finances and their families, you know, their children primarily. Yeah. Yep. We get into fear about those things, which is yep. different than having a spirit of fear. Can you explain how you know that it was different? So you didn't know it at the time, and then you found out from deliverance ministry that it was a spirit. I wanted people to be able to recognize this. Do I have a spirit of fear or am I just fearful? I want people to be able to discern and know the difference. So one afternoon, this is now I am now born again, (laughs) praise the Lord, and meeting with some believers and explaining some physical symptoms that I was having, the woman said to me, Jeez, you know, we have a lovely lady in our church. Would you mind if I gave her your phone number? I said, okay, sure. So the woman called me and assured me that she normally doesn't call people, but the Holy Spirit told her to call me and invited me to their home on the Wednesday before Easter. And I thought, you know, who does that, right? Everybody's busy. And so I went to their home and just lovely people. And they brought me through like a series of questions and prayers. And one of the pastor, the senior pastor of the church and that I later became a member of, he was also a seer. So he could see in the spirit. He could actually see things that were, were going on. And I'll never forget, he told me, I see you being born again, born again. I know you're born again, he said to me, but I see you being born again. You're coming down that birth canal again. You're being born again. And this was just so cool to me because I had been born again and I was miserable. And I was sitting in a church actually complaining to God, like, God, You've got to show me something. There has got to be more to the Christian life than this. Mm. I am miserable. I didn't have these problems before I got born again. Oh, you know? yeah. It's true. And there yeah. are people, there are Christians who are miserable. And I was. And so here, when he said, you're being born again, being born again, it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, were the wow. things that you struggled with that you'd say that made you miserable? If you don't mind me asking that. Well, I didn't sleep well. My daughter was young. I had fear about things with my daughter, finances. After my daughter was born, I was really full-time mom. And so my income changed dramatically. And so I had fear there. But the biggest problem, Heidi, the biggest problem was, well, one, I knew I was missing something. As I said, I was complaining to God. I knew I was missing something. But the biggest problem was my mind wasn't renewed. I didn't know even that I had to renew my mind or how to renew my mind. Got it. Okay. You know, when we get born again, we are instantly righteous, right? Our spirits are perfect, but our mind or our soul, 
which yes. is our mind, our will, and our emotion, yep. is not even saved. Yep. That's why throughout the New Testament, there are scriptures about the saving of your soul in the letters written to believers. Okay, yeah. our souls, our unrenewed mind, yes. we're not saved in this certain areas. And yep. you know, we're working on it always. And so I didn't know about words. I didn't know how to renew my mind. But the Lord... Through his word, you know, I was just always found myself on my face before the Lord, almost repenting for basically nothing. Like I just always had like the spirit of self-condemnation, which could be, you know, the, my, the way I grew up, you know, whatever. Uh, I thought God was mad at me. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But you know, God in his faithfulness, I was seeking him and one day I was on my face again. I came across a Bible verse. It was Psalm 86, 11. Show me your way, O Lord. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And that jumped out at me. And I just declared that over myself for I don't know how many months, but I did. Yeah. And it was like God took his, he used his word. He taught me some things and he turned the sphere around on the devil. Because yeah. here I am months later, I'm on my face again. And I open my eyes and I look at my Bible and I land on Psalm 61, 5 that says, I have heard your vows. I have given you a heritage among those who fear my name. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I was hearing God speak to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, I have prayed this prayer. Give me so that I is an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And here he is telling me he's given me a heritage among those who fear his name. Wow. And that became that scripture. I, I just started decreeing scriptures. I would type out scriptures, those who fear his name, all the promises for yep. those who fear God. And I would type them out. I put them in plastic sheet covers. I became mm. the biggest decreer of the world. And this is going way back now. Today, everybody's talking about decrees and writing decree books. And yeah. I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Oh, that's so but cool. I would yeah. walk around the house. I would. I did this for my daughter. I'd go in her bedroom and I would decree scripture over her life and mm-hmm. things. And I'll tell you, our words have such power. Yes, and do. we don't really realize it. Every word we speak is put out there in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the spirit realm hears and even sees the words that we speak because our words in the spirit take on the form of pictures. <laughs> and we can really create our life through our words. We have to choose them. You know, God used his words to create the universe, right? And we can use our words like tools. Mm-hmm. We're created in God's image. We can use our words like tools to create our life. And we have to learn how to do that. We all have to learn because yeah. somebody can pray for you and you can receive your healing. You can receive deliverance like I did. You know, so I had this fear of driving over bridges mm-hmm. and had not driven over a certain bridge in a number of years. I took alternative routes. But when I left that pastor's home that afternoon, I drove over that bridge with all the confidence and delight in my heart, just laughing at the devil the whole time. Okay. Just like looking over the bridge, just, just laughing. But you know, the devil will always try to come back. Yeah. Right. Could you share what happened in that deliverance session? I mean, you probably don't remember Um, everything, but just 
Because I think some people are curious about that, haven't experienced deliverance. And the Bible says, freely receive, freely you give, cast out demons, heal the sick. It's just a normal thing, what Matthew 10, 8 says. And there's just many of us that they just don't believe that that's real and that that happens. And it's not what it seems like. It's not what it's like in movies. I guess sometimes it can be, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's just, so would you kind of just explain a little bit of what it was like for you? As you're talking, I'm realizing that some people may think that deliverance is a scary thing, you know, that they wouldn't even want to have it because they might be embarrassed or something. And Holy Spirit would never allow you to be embarrassed or anything in a deliverance. He is, you know, it just doesn't happen. It just does not happen. So in that particular meeting, it was just, you know, a lot of getting to know you, asking questions. Did you ever participate in this or that, or the, you know, the other thing? I mean, things such as even the Ouija board, things like that, that mm-hmm. could have opened doors for sure. spirit to come in. Yep. And so I just prayed at their direction, blanket prayers that kind of covered everything and broke off anything. And then, you know, the pastor could see certain things and we would talk about them. It was not embarrassing. It was not uh, anything that was revealed that I would have wanted to be a secret or anything like that. It was just lovely. I mean, the love emanating from these people and mm. you know, the Holy Spirit's present. I, I just remember just leaving there, like have thinking, I have never felt so much love mm. in my life. And I told you, I knew I was missing something sitting in this church complaining. And I was asked when a lady called me to invite me, she asked if I was filled with the Holy Spirit or if I had been baptized in the Holy yeah. Spirit. And I said, yes, because I have been dunked in water. And I didn't realize that there was a separate baptism to be filled with the Holy Spirit and pray in other tongues. And so that happened to me that day. And it just changed my life, just absolutely positively changed my life. And I just want to I'm just reminded right now, I want to say something that if you are seeking God, you keep after it because he is faithful. I just said I was sitting in a church complaining. You have got to show me something. Within two weeks, he put a woman in my life who called me to purchase something, which led me to meet with her and her friend fellowshipping, which led me to this church where I got delivered. I got spirit filled. The course of my life was changed, wow. completely changed. And so God is faithful to hear your prayers. He will always, so always, always answer your prayers. And then also to, you know, some deliverances are dramatic. And I have seen a couple of those. Mm-hmm. And then you can read a book, say, by Lester Summerall, which I just read, where he would be in a service. He didn't even know what he was doing. He didn't even know about deliverance. But he would here he was in charge of the service. And there would be a demon manifesting through somebody disturbing his service. And, mm-hmm. you know, he would just say, you come, you shut up and you come out of her. And that would be, you know, very dramatic, but it would, it would take care of it. Yeah. So, you know, um, yes. something that I, I did want to share is that, so you can be delivered from something, you can be healed, but you have to maintain, you have to enforce That's good. It. That's good. And I don't mean like, oh, geez, I'm going to lose my healing if I do this or that, or I mm-hmm. constantly have mm-hmm. to be maintaining my healing. Yep. What I mean is, is that your mind has to be renewed so that it comes in line with the word of God and so that it automatically enforces what you 
or have received and what rightfully belongs to you as a born again believer. Like even what uh, you were I saying just, before about what you say manifests in pictures and then those pictures become alive. So as you get free, then what you say, like, I am free, I'm at peace. I'm, you know, that you start to operate in that place so that you are free and you're at peace. And then that manifests because then you are in agreement with the freedom that you received instead of going back to, oh, I can't go across that bridge or, oh, I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid. Being able to operate in that place of the truth instead of the old man or the old stuff that you were struggling with. Let me give you a real life example. Yay, thank you. <laughs> when my daughter was young, she had asthma and I was in fear. And if there was another child around that had a cold, I would not want my daughter near them because I would even say this. I can't even believe I would say it. She looks at somebody who with a cold and she gets asthma. I would say something like that. And guess what? She did. That is what would happen. So that was the old me with the unrenewed mind who didn't know anything about what belonged to me. So right now, we'll just take two, okay, COVID, COVID that came up last year and everybody yep. was afraid. And okay, so here's my attitude. Now, I have the blood of Jesus on me. I put the blood of Jesus on my household. COVID-19 or any other sickness, disease-causing germ, bacteria, virus cannot cross the blood of Jesus, will not come near me period. My thinking now is it is impossible for me to get sick because sickness is a curse of the law. Deuteronomy 28, Galatians 3.13, Jesus has redeemed me from the curse of the law and therefore Jesus has redeemed me from sickness. So it is impossible for me to get sick, but symptoms will try to come upon you. Okay. They try to come upon me, but I have to stand my ground and say, no, we're not having it. I am free by Jesus stripes. I am free. I am healed. Sickness has no authority here. You're here illegally, improperly. Get out yes. in the name of Jesus. And we have to do that. Hmm. We have to enforce that. My daughter, she got healed of asthma in one afternoon. Wow. She was seven years old. Okay. Wow. One afternoon, my mama bear here, praying scripture over her, healed in one afternoon. She was seven years old. She went all the way through high school without missing one day due to sickness. Because she missed one day, and that was when she got offended at somebody and, and you know, got th that whole thing involved, the emotions. But she did not miss one day due to sickness. If any symptom came into our house, try to come into our house, like a cold symptom, I literally would go to the front door and I would open the front door and I would kick it out. That's right? so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That's a really good story. Thank you for sharing that. I just feel like that builds a lot of faith in some people. And any of you people who are thinking like, that is crazy. That's not real. Yes, it's real. You are a very on fire woman of God. You are in the word of God. This is what a Christian looks like. You are what a Christian is, Marcy. So thank you for paving the way and being a model of what this looks like and having it not be weird. Like, it's not weird. Yeah, it's not it's weird. Not weird. <laughs> if you are sick or if you are in fear and you have tried everything, you have got nothing to lose by taking the word of God and mm -hmm. building your whole life with it. Yeah. Let me go back to that bridge, if I may. For, for Yeah. Okay. So it's so funny. 
I don't know how long it was. I was free of that. And I was back driving all over on the highway. Uh, no problem at all. I mean, the Lord, too much for this meeting here, but you know, the Lord gave me dreams. I mean, mm. I had a remarkable deliverance in one afternoon uh, coming back from a worship conference, which we almost didn't get to go to because that's when my daughter got sick because of the offense that she got yes. into. The devil yes. tried to use that to keep us from that worship conference because wow. I had total, complete freedom driving back from that, that conference. But the same bridge, I had to drive across this bridge every Sunday to go to church. Mm -hmm. So I got in the habit of putting the blood of Jesus on that bridge. As soon as I woke up in the morning, I would wow. put the blood of Jesus on that bridge. And I would say things to myself, you know, as I'm driving, ha 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 devil, I don't have the spirit of fear. You have it. I have the spirit of sonship. I would just be speaking mm -hmm. it out loud mm -hmm. into the atmosphere. And one day I'm actually kind of thinking and meditating, I was listening to an audio about fear and doubt. And all of a sudden, I started getting fearful as I'm approaching that bridge. And it just tried to come back on me. It just uh, tried to come back on me. Yeah, that's why I got in the habit of putting the blood of Jesus on it. And then one Sunday, you know, I'm putting the blood of Jesus on the bridge as I'm approaching it. And I'm waiting for the bridge. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And we didn't go over the bridge. All of a sudden, there's the, the next exit. And I had been distracted. The only way I can explain it to you is in the twinkling of an eye. That was the only thing I could think of when this happened. I was distracted for a second in the spirit. Mm. And I was transported over that bridge. Wow. And that happened to me three times over a couple of months with that same bridge. I did not drive over that bridge. Oh I was looking for the bridge, waiting for the bridge. And next thing you know, I'm on the other side of the bridge looking at the exit, the next exit. Wow. What do you think God was showing you there? Well, why did that you know, happen? Uh, at the time, at the first time it happened, <laughs> you know, we're so thick. I said, God, well, that was really something. I was like, I haven't even been that spiritual this week. And it was like, he laughed at me. He says, it's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> just laughed at me. And wow, that's so good. That just took off a bunch of striving and perfectionism right there that we have to do all these things. And he's like, no, you don't. It's about me. Yeah, that's exactly. Good. Bridges represent things. As I grew in my faith, you know, I'm I'm a prophetic. I look at everything in the prophetic. So bridges represent things, right? You know, you to get from here to there, they're connectors. So, you know, God was showing me lots of things that I didn't really at the time. Yeah, so there was a lot of movement for you personally and what he was showing you by doing that. And it moved your faith. It seemed like it really moved your faith from this place of I have to strive, I have to do all these things to no, I can just rest in him. He's the one who's in charge. Thank you for sharing this. It's like this little nugget and many, many stories that you have in your life. And I know that you also have many stories about financial breakthrough as well, which we didn't even get into, which would be great. We could do a different show on that. But this one right now is more focusing on releasing that spirit of fear and getting away from that. Would you be willing to pray for our listeners to get freedom from this? And then I'd love for you to share how people could get a hold of you and buy your book too. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Lord God, I praise you. I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is like a great big seed bin that we can plant seeds, that we can build our life around your word. Lord, I lift up every person listening and I ask that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation of your word 
over their lives and what it holds for them and how they can build their entire life with your word, that they can consecrate to your word, that they can make a commitment to put your word first and to stand on your word, that no matter what it looks like, no matter what, uh, what it looks like to stand fast to their confession of faith in your word and that they will they will see they will see what they need they will see uh freedom from fear from anxiety from stress lord i thank you that uh your will is for us to be uh, in health or your will is for us to prosper and to be in health even as our soul prospers and that word even is level when our soul comes up level gets level with your word everything will change in our lives in our minds, in our physical bodies, our bodies are healed when we get in line with your word. And I just I thank you for it. Love you. I bless every listener. I bless you with the, the mighty word of God and the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and his love for you, his plans for your life and his faithfulness to you and to your to your seed and to your uh, prayers. His eyes are on you and his ears are attentive to your prayers in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, as we were praying, I also heard 2 Timothy 1, 7, that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And as you were talking, something, I saw like this vision of almost, I don't know if it's like people going through a tunnel, but just like looking at Jesus. And it was almost like all of the fear and all of the pain was coming off of people as they were moving and going towards God. As you were praying, the word of God was pulling them and they were moving towards Jesus and all the words, you know, when you were saying that the words that we form, the words that we say form pictures, it was like all these pictures, new pictures started being created. These new pictures of life, these new pictures of peace. And people were literally walking in that. It was like this new tunnel, this new life of I am free. I am at peace. I am loved. I'm not anxious. I don't have the spirit of fear. I think people think that it's not magic. It's not weird. It literally is the power of God. I think some of you are thinking, how does this work in my brain? We don't understand how it works in our brain. We don't need to understand. We just trust God. We trust God with all of our hearts. We don't need to lean on our own understanding, but we trust in him and he will make our path straight. So thank you so much, Marcy. Yeah, you're so welcome. You know, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 10 through 17, about putting on the full armor of God. Uh, we all know that. But something that I have learned is the fiery darts. And this is in verse uh, 16, the last verse. It says, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. In some versions say, fiery darts. You know what those darts are? They are our own words. Wow. Those are our own words that the enemy has forged into a fiery dart to use against us. And that's why some things are so hard to overcome and break off because they are our own words. Oh, that's good. We interpret it as like it's our enemies and there are other people being mean to us and oh, these horrible people that have hurt us. But it's actually ourself. Wow. It's our own words. I have have seen this played out in people. You know, I'm afraid of this or I think I'm going to need this or I don't feel well. Those are our own words. Wow. And when you put action to those words, and I've seen this happen so many times, the enemy takes us. Isaiah 54, I mean, we don't have time. That's a whole other teaching. (laughs) Talks about this very thing. 
Mm-hmm. But he says in there, God says, I've created the smith. Well, the smith is the tongue, which can be used to put out those coals. The coal, the coals in that context wow. is are death-filled words, okay? That's yeah. what they are. Yeah. God says, I've given you your tongue, no weapon formed against you yes. will prosper. But we yes. have to use that tongue. We do. This is encouraging, though, because it just shows that we have the power through surrendering to God. And then he comes in. He's the one that gives us the power, love, and sound mind. So we have the power to surrender to God and have him take over and then continue to keep renewing our minds so we can continue to be like him. Thank you so much for being on. I'm just so grateful for your wisdom and your faithfulness and just sharing your story. Um, How can people get a hold of you and purchase your book? My book is Generous Kids by Marcy Phelps, and they can buy that on Amazon. They can also order through my website, which will redirect to Amazon. And that is simply marcyphelps.com. And Marcy is M-A-R-C-I-E. Phelps is P-H-E-L-P-S. But when I post this, I'll also have that on there as well so that people can find it. But it's your book is really good, and it really is about bringing the storehouses of heaven and being able to have a heavenly mindset over your finances. I think sometimes we think more in the world and Marcy really pulls forth many, even miracles she talks about with finances. So it's a really, really good book. And we're actually going to be giving away four free copies. So how I'm going to do this is as you, after you listen to this episode, please go to either my Facebook page or my Instagram. And the first four people to comment and say, I want a copy you're going to get a copy. So I'll just make sure to get your address and we'll send that out right away. Thank you, Marcy, for your willingness to give away four copies of your amazing book and being on the show. Thank you, Heidi. And thank you. And God bless you to every listener. I'm just so grateful to, even if I can speak one thing into your life that will make a difference, that just really blesses me. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.